Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The listening you love is on the free Odyssey app. Your trusted local radio stations. Coverage of your favorite teams. Live news from your hometown. And millions of podcasts on demand. Best of all, you can completely customize your listening experience. Follow topics you care about like leagues and teams. Pause or rewind your local sports and news and add shows to your queue to catch up later. There's a lot to listen to. So get started and download the free Odyssey app today. Throughout the 60s and 70s, cops hunted down key figures of the Dixie Mafia, including its enigmatic ringleader, Kirksey Nix. I'm interested in making money. I'm not interested in hurting people. Fifteen years into Kirksey's life sentence, the Dixie Mafia was practically folklore, but that would soon change. I'm Jed Lipinski. This is Gone South, a documentary podcast from C-13 Originals, a Cadence 13 studio. Season 2, The Dixie Mafia. Available now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Radio WEEI as we cruise into the 3 o'clock hour. It's Christian Arkin. It is Kyrie Thompson taking you up until 6 o'clock. And as promised, we don't just do one guest. We do two guests back-to-back. Oh, yeah. That's what we do. Yes. And uh, as we uh, transition back to our Patriots and football discussion, we welcome in from uh, Odyssey from everywhere. This guy's omnipresent. You turn on the TV, you turn on any radio anywhere in the country, you're going to hear from Ross Tucker. And uh, we're here from him right now. Ross, how are you? How was your holiday? Uh, it was pretty awesome, actually, other than um, other than my daughter getting the stomach bug, which I'm fighting through right now. I have not eaten anything yet today, and I can't tell you guys the last time it was 3 o'clock and I hadn't eaten anything. Like I'm a former offensive lineman. That just doesn't happen. So um, I feel like crap, but I'm hoping that I at least lose some weight out of this. <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying to take the pros with the cons up. I, I'm okay with feeling bad for a day or two if I can lose like eight to ten pounds. I've been trying to lose three o'clock, and you haven't. This this interview may end abruptly. Then is what you're trying to say. Right? You got, might have some hanger to sort through, <laughs> right? That's what I'm hearing. No, I'm okay. I'm literally, I'm literally, um, not to give you guys a visual, but it, it, like, I am laying down on my back talking to you guys. Like, here's the thing. I'm a lineman. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm right. tough. I'm gonna get through it. We got we we have a lot of stuff to talk about as it relates to the Patriots. I wasn't about to skip out on this. We yeah. certainly do. Yeah, uh, we got we got to fight through the pain here. I dig it. Let's uh, go ahead and start right there. Another pretty embarrassing ending to the game there for the Patriots. It was a nice comeback in the second half, obviously, Russ. But once again, uh, this team just sort of shows their low IQ at the worst possible time. And it's Ramondre Stevenson again, who's been one of their better players. Uh, what do you sort of make of the? I know they're still alive in the playoffs, but what do you sort of make about their uh, their spiral here in these last five games? It must be so strange for you guys, you know, for all the listeners right now. These are like the things that it feels like teams would do against the Patriots all the time over the years, right? Like my buddies that hate the Patriots, they'd watch a playoff game and they'd be like, here it comes. I'm telling you, here it comes. 
and then, you know, Ramondre Stevenson would fumble or whatever it is. It's really bizarre to see the shoe kind of being on the other foot. It's really strange to see the Patriots being the one where, like, the punter drops the ball or they have a block punt or whatever the case may be at the end of these games. And what makes it even stranger is Belichick has been very clear that Ramondre Stevenson is his boy. And I like Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's a good player. I remember last year doing that preseason game for the Eagles, you know, against the Patriots, Ramondre's rookie year. I thought, wow, this guy's a beast. And he's turned out to be a beast. But the guy that Belichick can never stop singing his praises has now arguably cost them back-to-back wins. Uh, you know, I mean, that, you just don't see that very often in the NFL from any player, let alone a running back, let alone like the, the, the teacher's pet for the head coach. You know, it's really amazing, Ross. Um, on, on top of that, you kind of mentioned the culture part, and it feels like in so many ways the Patriots have become what everybody used to laugh at around here, and that really felt that way in the first half, whereas for the third straight game, it just felt like they had no rhythm, no execution, no nothing. And then all of a sudden in the second half, it's the Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne show. But why do they continue to look so lost in the first half? How much of it is on just how much of it is on Mac Jones and how much of it is on things outside of his control? And then what in the world happened in that second half where they looked better? It's a good question. Really good question. Um, it's never all on one guy, and I know you guys know that. But I can't remember. Maybe I'm forgetting the game, but I can't remember the last time where it felt like the Patriots really got off to a good start. I mean, even like the Raiders game where Mac Jones does like the quarterback sneak thing over the top for a touchdown, <laughs> but the receiver is moving. I mean, I'm telling you, I feel like the Patriots have had more silly, dumb, whatever you want to call them, mistakes this year than like the last 20 years combined. And so that's the question I'm asking if I'm Robert Kraft right now is like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? We, we never used to do this. Even, you know, the Cam Newton year, they weren't good, but it felt like they didn't make some of these silly mistakes. And obviously last year with Mac as a rookie, they did a lot of positive things. It feels like it's a, a done deal that O'Brien's going to be the coordinator next mm. year. It honestly feels like Belichick wanted O'Brien to be the coordinator this year, but he talked to Saban about it. And Saban was like, hey, man, I'm tired of these one-and-dones. I got uh, Bryce Young coming back. Can you let me just keep Billy here for another year, and then he can go? When I, when I bring in a new quarterback, then O'Brien. It, it, it feels like they kind of had like a horse trade deal there and that everyone's known kind of the whole year that O'Brien will be the offensive coordinator next year. And maybe I'm wrong, but there's just a lot, a lot of smoke there. And I do think he'll do a better job than Patricia has done. And I think Patricia has been put in an unfair spot. I mean, mm. like, what, what were the odds that this would go really well for Patricia? <laughs> Not Let's good. take a guy who's Long. been on the defensive side of the ball since 06, that would have been, or a head coach. And let's not only move him the offensive side of the ball, let's make him the play caller. You know, 
this was an experiment that was highly likely to fail. And either Belichick didn't realize that or didn't care, either one of which I think is very damning. <laughs> yeah, I'd say either way, it's uh, it's not a not a great reflection. We're talking with Ross Tucker here. Uh, Ross, do you think that Mac Jones is a dirty player? Um, yeah, kinda. Yeah, I mean, he's got enough on his resume there now of people sending me other clips. The one on Eli Apple was just horrible. And what I don't understand is how the NFL doesn't throw a flag for that. You know. You are only allowed to have a low block within the tackle box. You can't do it anywhere, really tight end box. You can't do it anywhere other than the tight end box. You certainly can't do it downfield or on a change of possession. And I really, I mean, I've seen the quotes from Mac where it was like he said he was trying to help out Thornton and not let Eli Apple get to Thornton. I'm glad Mac was fined. It's not the first sort of questionable activity he's had. Although, in fairness, I know there were people that kind of thought that about Brady, too, over the years, that Brady would go spiked up or have stuff like that. But I, I kind of feel like Mac's taken it to another level. Well, that was my next question is, do you remember another quarterback that had this reputation? Other than, maybe other than Brady? Can you think of anyone? Mm, trying to think. No one's jumping to the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure there are. Um, it's just usually quarterbacks aren't really in a position to be that dirty. Right. You know what I mean, like, they're the ones usually getting hit. But, you know, he's, he's spiked guys in the nether region. He's, you know, come in, cleats up. Now he goes low on Apple. Um, there have been a couple other things that I think are questionable. You know, I, I, my real question with that is I would love to know how the other Patriots feel about that. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd love question. to know what they think. Because, honestly, some of them might be like, ha-ha, I love it. Glad he's on my team, you know. That guy doesn't mess around. He's, he, or, and other guys will think, I don't like that. I don't like that. Our They're going to retaliate on him. Yeah, exactly. You know what? In real time, as I'm just thinking about it, I couldn't believe Mac did that. I was at, I was at the game. Could not believe he did that. And then – Eli Apple also doesn't get flagged for trying to retaliate. He took a swing at him, but cameras didn't didn't pick that up. And the thing is, the the referees probably weren't watching at that point because I mean the play was getting blown dead, and they were following Thornton and the ball and all that stuff and trying to converse with each other. But I mean, I've had people try to defend that play, and I'm sorry that it, that that's the worst one he's done in my mind. And and I can see you agree with that. It's like closing the book on that though. The, we might not have Tua Tungavailoa playing for the Miami Dolphins this week. He's in the concussion protocol again. If it is Teddy Bridgewater or insert backup here, how confident are you that the Patriots can actually take advantage of the gift they are being given? Well, first of all, I'd be stunned if Tua Tungavailoa plays in this game. Um, you know, with everything that happened earlier in the year, there's just so much conversation around yeah. him and what has happened, and, and most reasonable people believe this is his third concussion yep. this season. And so not only do I not think the Dolphins should put him back out there, I don't think Tua Tungavailoa should try to go back out there. I mean, at some point, he and his family, his parents have to talk about this. Three concussions in one year, that is not good. 
And I think it's highly unlikely for him to go right back out there the next week. Bridgewater's a pretty competent backup. Um, I do think this is going to be a a one-score game that comes down to the end, kind of typical Patriots fashion this year. That could go either way, but it's kind of wild. The Patriots, you know, with all these other teams losing, they they still very much have a great chance to make the playoffs, which I don't know that anybody expects them to do much if they get there, but it's still pretty cool that they're, you know, still alive at this point. If the Dolphins had won, it would have been over, right? Dolphins are in and it's over. Right. Yeah. I believe so. And if they win, uh, if they beat them then, and the Jets lose, then they're definitely in this weekend and the Patriots will be out. It's a chance, but, I mean, they st- New England would still have to beat Buffalo on the eighth. So, I mean, I don't know how high that chance really is unless Buffalo rests all their starters because they, uh, they're locked in. But yeah, Which I'm not sure that's going to happen because KC and Buffalo right. have the same record. So I feel like unless they were just like, yeah, we don't care about the number one seed – I mean, Casey's probably going to beat the Broncos because the Broncos are terrible. Yes. No, the the Bills are going to have to play their guys against the Patriots. They desperately want that bye, and they desperately want Kansas City. Yeah, because they don't want a redux of last year the way it was. Yep, exactly. So that makes it pretty long odds for the Patriots. You see any surprises coming here as we come down to the last two weeks? You think any teams are going to be uh, knocked out or sneak in? Um. You know, I didn't realize it was so hard for the Packers to still get in. Mm. You know, that they need a lot to go their way. They got to beat the Vikings and the Lions and then have other things go their way. I kind of thought that they'd be able to to sneak in. But the Commanders first and then, to a lesser extent, the Lions kind of control their own destiny. So, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's interesting that, you know, the, both the Patriots and the Packers, I think, are capable of making some noise in the playoffs, like winning a game. But I don't think either one of them will actually get in. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Although I, there's been a, there's been some talk here, uh, Ross, about was it even worth it for the Patriots to make it into the playoffs? Like this isn't a team that probably could win a playoff game anyway. Um, and maybe it'd be better to to get a better draft pick. I think we're a little late in the game for that, but. That is something that people are saying around here. I mean, is that that obviously is not something that ever comes up in the locker room. But, you know, l- looking at where the Patriots have drafted and sort of where they've been, like, could that maybe even be slightly more beneficial in the big picture? Um, yeah, but Belichick would never, ever, ever look at it that way mm. because, you know, he know, he wants to win every game for his record. He wants to go to the playoffs as many times as possible. And I think he's confident enough that he thinks that they get to the Patriot, if they get to the playoffs, you know, they might be able to win, find a way to win a game or two or whatever. It, it is interesting though because it feels like the Patriots are va- very much now a mediocre team, which I don't know. Sometimes you're almost better off being bad than than mediocre. It just feels like they're a 500 team. I don't know what they can do this off season other than O'Brien making a big impact on offense to be better than that. Ross, to kind of wrap things up, if you were in the situation to, to you know, kind of make this choice, is Mac Jones your quarterback for the New England Patriots in 2023 beyond the shadow of a doubt given what he's done this year? Um, it's the beyond the shadow of the doubt part that gives me some hesitation. I think Mac Jones would be my quarterback next year. My question would be, 
who else do I bring in in case he falters? Is it just Zappy, or is it like Derek Carr? Is there somebody else I think could be better that I bring in in case in case Bill O'Brien isn't like the uh, the magic potion for Mac Jones? I I think if you're the Patriots, it's a little scary to go into next season with all your all your eggs in that Mac Jones basket. Quick quick question: How would you feel about Jimmy G? I, I would feel like that gives you another option, but he's basically the same as like Mac Jones at this point. I, I don't, I don't think there's a big difference between those guys. And I know that the Patriots really do not like guys that get hurt a lot. It just that, you know, that that's such a negative to them. I'd be surprised if they did that. Yeah. I'd be surprised with that too. Hey, Nick Foles only had three picks last night. You know, he could be, he could be <laughs> looking for a bounce back. Uh, Ross Tucker. Thanks so much for the time. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Absolutely. See you guys. All right. Thanks, thanks Russ. Feel better, buddy. Uh, Ross Tucker, uh, ailing in his uh, sick bed, spending some time with us here today. Yeah, Six but one. he brought it. He did. He brought it. He wouldn't even know, and he was, uh, hadn't eaten all day. Throughout the 60s and 70s, cops hunted down key figures of the Dixie Mafia, including its enigmatic ringleader, Kirksey Nix. I'm interested in making money. I'm not interested in hurting people. Fifteen years into Kirksey's life sentence, the Dixie Mafia was practically folklore, but that would soon change. I'm Jed Lipinski. This is Gone South, a documentary podcast from C-13 Originals, a Cadence 13 studio. Season 2, The Dixie Mafia. Available now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The listening you love is on the free Odyssey app. Your trusted local radio stations, coverage of your favorite teams, live news from your hometown, and millions of podcasts on demand. Best of all, you can completely customize your listening experience. Follow topics you care about, like leagues and teams. Pause or rewind your local sports and news. And add shows to your queue to catch up later. There's a lot to listen to. So get started and download the free Odyssey app today. So my biggest fear is there's going to be snakes in the toilet. We're all afraid of that one strange thing. I'm Larry Mullins, the host of a new short 10-minute podcast called Your Weirdest Fears. We unpack where these fears come from. A rat climbed into my toilet. And learn how to manage them. Listen and subscribe to Your Weirdest Fears on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What's on your wish list this holiday season? We have something you can add. Give yourself the gift of sexual health. Choose Planned Parenthood League of Massachusetts for all your sexual and reproductive health needs. Our expert providers are here for you with compassionate quality care in person and via telehealth. Visit pplm.org to book your appointment today. That's pplm.org. Planned Parenthood League of Massachusetts. Here for all of your sexual health and reproductive needs. Visit pplm.org. Planned Parenthood League of Massachusetts. Care. No matter what.